everybody, hello Schemo family. The summer is over and we are just two months away from the very first World Cup of the season 2022-23. The season will start in Val Turan in France with a sprint and a relay race. Then before Christmas we will travel for the third year in a row to Ponte di Legno in Italy. From January till the end of the season in the middle of April it will be one hell of a ride with races almost every weekend. The next World Cup season will be very long and tough. Seven stops of the circuit and six sprints means that the next overall World Cup winner has to be a versatile racer with sufficient sprint skills. One of the very best sprinters is Norwegian athlete Hans Inge Klete, who finished ninth overall in the ISMF World Cup 2021-22 and third in the overall sprint ranking. This humble and talented racer from Northern Europe is my next guest, so relax and enjoy our talk. Hello Hansinge, thank you very much for finding time to do this and uh, welcome to the Skimocast. Hello, uh, thanks a lot and thanks for having me. What are you doing? Uh, are you at home right now or? Uh, I'm doing good. Uh, right now I'm at home here. Yeah. Um, yeah, finished the summer and uh, back to work. So yeah. Everything is good. And tell me more about your summer. Or did you spend it in Norway, or you also went to, to Europe or somewhere? Uh, mostly, I spent it in uh, in Norway. Um, I had four weeks of uh, vacation in the middle of the summer, um, and then I had I went one one week for uh, vacation in Nice, uh, and then the rest I've I've spent in Norway, training and yeah, resting. I saw that uh, recently you did a uh, trail running race. Uh, I think also you set a new record. So how busy was your summer uh, racing season? Did you do more races or just this one? Yeah, I did uh, did a race this this past uh, weekend. Um, it was a uh, yeah, 22k long uh, trail running race with uh, yeah, 1,900 meters of climb. And it was actually the only race I've done this summer um, uh, since we had a, a training camp in, in Romstal. So, um, yeah, it was quite natural to, to go there and have a, have a nice competition. And then uh, I think I'll do one more, uh, one more uphill race in a few weeks. And I think that will be the races for this, uh, for this summer. When speaking about the summer uh, and your training, uh, what do you prefer to do? Like roller skiing, running, hiking or cycling? I try to do uh, a little bit of, of a lot of things, uh, but mostly it's, it's running and cycling. I guess it's 50-50 it's uh, between those. Uh, and then in the autumn, I, I also like to do some roller skiing uh, going into the winter season. And I also like to climb a bit, so yeah, a, a few sessions with the climbing as well, as well, but but mostly uh, running and cycling. And do you have a job, or you can go and train whenever you want during summer and winter? Uh, I have a job. Uh, I work uh, work as a carpenter, so um, in the springtime I work uh, more or less hundred percent, and then yeah. uh, now in the autumn I. I have uh, yeah, I work Monday, Tuesday, and Thursday, Friday, and then I also go away from for some training camps and stuff. So yeah, but I work I work quite a lot. 
So um, yeah, at the moment uh, I have to work uh, because there's not not that much money in the Norwegian uh, Schema Federation. So yeah, uh, to be able to um, to yeah compete and, and everything, I need need to work as well. That was basically my next question. That uh, you spent uh, the last winter basically in uh, Europe, yeah, in the Alps. Uh, you did all the World Cup races, uh, Pieramenta, for example, and and some other big races. So uh, you are financing your career uh, yourself. Uh, yeah, this winter was was quite busy with a lot of of traveling. Uh... I wouldn't say I finance finance it by myself. Uh, I have some good local sponsors that helps me a lot and makes it possible for me to to travel the whole winter and and do competitions. And also we get uh, a little bit of uh, of help from the federation uh, for for a few races and some training camps. But uh, mostly it's by it's by help from my local sponsors uh, that I can can do it but hopefully in the future the the norwegian federation will have more money as well and then yeah i hope it can be possible to be a full-time athlete i think uh the schema turnering uh, will get help in terms of olympics in 2026 and uh, norway is the strongest winter country uh, in terms of success medals and this stuff so uh, where is uh, schema right now in terms of uh, Norwegian sport uh, system, let's say, uh, is it going up or? I would say it's like, uh, it's quite small yet, but uh, I think it's growing quite a lot. Uh, so compared to, to other um, sports that uh, not growing or maybe going down a little bit, I think uh, Schemo is, is on the way up. Um, which is uh, very good. Uh, and I think also uh, the fact uh, that it will be uh, an Olympic sport uh, in a few years is, is also very good. Because we, um, we notice already from last winter that um, yeah, more, more and more people are interested in the sport. Uh, and also the um, Norwegian Olympic uh, Committee, they, they, now they know about the sport and they want to help a little bit um, to have... Uh, yeah, possibly have the possibility to uh, to get some medals from the Olympics in the sport. So um, yeah, that's good. Yeah, I think also the last winter was a very successful one for your country. Uh, you you did great in some races, also in the overall ranking of the World Cup. Then uh, Ida Valdal, uh, yeah, she was incredible in in the European Championships. Also, Trim Dalset, uh, he won. Uh, the race in in Valtellina, the individual one. So uh, also, I think that uh, you are going up with more and more athletes. Uh, like also some guys like Gudmund Kerveten. You have very very nice guys in in your uh, federation who are putting uh, things together. These these small pieces and in the final, uh, I think you are the country to watch in Skimo. It's, it's kind of interesting that, uh, let's say, biathlon or cross-country skiing, Norway is on the top. And in Skimo, which is another uh, winter sport, you are on the way to the top. This is my my opinion right now. 
And tell me, uh, what's the secret behind the success of uh, Norwegian sport? Because we can see uh, Erling Haaland, yeah, for example, the best uh, maybe striker in football right now. Then you have Kasper Rud, who was uh, recently in the US Open finals. You have yeah, amazing biathletes, uh, Christian Blumenfeld, and, and many, many guys. So what's the secret? <laughs> I guess that, that's a good question, but... Um... Like in the winter sports, like cross country, for example, it's it's so many athletes in Norway who's, uh, I think, male Norwegian cross country athletes. It's probably a hundred guys who's a full full time athlete. So when you have so many athletes, uh, of course, uh, a lot of them will become really really good. Uh, and also, it's been a big tra tradition in Norway for many years with. Uh, biathlon cross country uh, alpine skiing so so i guess we we know a lot of what training it takes to be to become a good athlete so i guess that's uh, that's a bit of the secret um and also if you see in football with uh, erling holland it's in football norway don't have that many players compared to other countries so i guess holland is like one is is quite uh one of few norwegians who's who's been that good but uh yeah it's it's interesting to see um norway also having good football players but uh i i hope you're right with the the norwegian skimo team as well if we can be become as good as the cross country and uh, and biathlon team as well and i guess it's uh, it's about getting more and more athletes doing schemo and yeah if we can have a lot of athletes who's uh, training hard for it it will yeah we will also have really good results uh, eventually i think also last season your television uh, broadcasted the world cup but also the norwegian championships in the sprint race if i'm right so how yep. do you per perceive uh, this and how did it resonate uh, within the wider spectrum of people in norway i think uh, a lot of people uh, liked it uh, i've heard from the the guys who broadcasted it that yeah it was quite a lot of people who watched uh, And also I've heard from, from people who more or less they, they, they've never seen the sport. They don't know what it is, but when they saw the sprint races on the TV, they were, yeah, they thought it was really fun and exciting to watch. Uh, so, yeah, I think especially the sprint races is, yeah, it has a good future uh, on television, I think. So, um I hope also this winter that uh, Norwegian television will, will broadcast uh, a lot of races. Yeah, maybe uh, also the, the home race in Tromsø, which is, I think, the biggest uh, step yet in your journey to become more recognizable yeah, at home. So how do you see this uh, amazing uh, stage in, in Tromsø? Because uh, the World Cup was there, but almost 10 years ago, So is this uh, your, let's say, the biggest goal of, of the season? Because you will have sprint and all the disciplines there. So, Yeah, for, for me, uh, the World Cup in, in Tomsa will be uh, 
the main uh, focus this winter. Um, and uh, yeah, I think also uh, for, for the sport in Norway, it's really good. Uh, you can have like, um, get some good uh, local sponsors for, for, the, for the race and also for, for our team maybe. Uh, and I think also uh, the Norwegian television, they will broadcast uh, the race up there. Uh, not sure if they will send all the races, but probably. So I think it's a, a very big opportunity for, for the Norwegian Schemo family to, to grow bigger. And the fact that uh, we will have the World Cup there in, in three years is also good. So, um, yeah. I think it will be really interesting and and a good uh, opportunity for the Norwegian athletes to to also compete uh, from sea level uh, and not only in in altitude. And uh, what can we expect? Like uh, not only the athletes, but media, spectators, everybody from the term. So let's say also course of of the individual sprint race. So how is it going to be like? I think um, the sprint race will be in the city center, uh, like it was uh, last time uh, in 2014. So um, probably not a very steep one, quite flat, I, I would think, but it would be very spectacular uh, to have it in the city center, just next to the next to the ocean. Uh, and I think it's also good for the for the spectators. Uh, since since it's in the city center uh, if if we uh, if they had it like in the small ski resort it's quite far outside the city center and probably not that many would would come to watch but since it's in the city center it's uh, it's very good um, and the vertical race i think it's um, it's up to um small uh, gondola just outside the city center just on the mainland so it's i think it's very nice place not the longest vertical probably but uh, yeah it has amazing views of the ocean and uh, over the city so i think that one will be uh, a cool race as well and then with the individual i know they they have some really cool plans and uh, with like traversing, uh, starting one place, finishing uh, on another place with uh, some really nice summits and an ocean view. So uh, if the weather is good and the snow conditions is, uh, is safe, uh, I think it would be a really, really cool uh, individual. So, uh, but, uh, but the bad thing with, uh, with uh, Tomsø is that it can be a lot of weather, uh, even in April or May. So, yeah, I guess we have to, to hope for good, good weather and stable snow conditions. Yeah, let's hope it will be an uh, amazing World Cup. Uh, sounds great. Uh, and we can't wait to, to be there. I think it's uh, one of the most welcomed uh, World Cup stages in the past years. <laughs> so, yeah, we can wait. Uh, but I think we can go uh, and talk about you and uh, your schemo career, and not only schemo career, because I know that uh, you are former backcountry skier. Is it right? Yeah, that's uh, correct. Uh, I grew up doing uh, cross-country skiing. Uh, 
from uh, a very young age and until I was 19 I think uh, when I when I discovered uh, Schemo so um, yeah I guess I had a, a quite good foundation from doing cross-country skiing and then I think at the age of 14 or something I got my first uh, ski mountaineering skis uh, so I started doing some touring uh, with uh, it was quite heavy gear uh, but uh, I, I enjoyed it a lot and yeah I really liked the, the downhill skiing and being out in the mountains um, so when I was 18 19 um, a former Norwegian uh, athlete, uh, Lars Erik Scherweim. He's from the same uh, same village as me, and he he had done uh, ski mountaineering for a few races uh, for uh, for a few years, and then um, yeah, I I met him, uh, and he kind of int- introduced me to the to the sport, and uh, and eventually he uh, yeah got got me to join a race and. I guess after I did the first race, I, I knew that this was something I wanted to do more. So, uh, so then uh, a few years after I did the first race, I started doing uh, schemo, yeah, full time. Yeah, so it seems like uh, Lau on the first sight <laughs> for you and schemo. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think so. Uh, it wasn't like brand new to me since I'd I had done. Uh, a lot of touring and, and stuff, but uh, uh, skimo uh, like as a competition sport was was new and I re- I really liked it with the yeah technical uphills, uh, nice downhills, and also being able to be out in the mountains to train and not uh, going uh, in a small cross country uh, course down in the forest was was really nice. Uh, I thought so. Yeah. I'm I'm happy I, I switched sports. I think that Norway is such a specific country. You have really nice mountains and crazy mountains for climbing, uh, also running, uh, mountaineering in winter, summer. Uh, but uh, your mountains are not that high. Also your city, uh, Foss, I don't know if I'm, if I'm saying it correctly. Foss <laughs> is correct, yes. Okay, so it's uh, around 20 meters above sea level, I think, approximately. So yeah. uh, isn't that sometimes a problem when you are racing in the Alps? Yeah, Vos is, uh, I think it's around 50 meters. So so it's really low, as you said. Uh, and of course, it's, uh, it's quite difficult to, if we go from home and straight down to the Alps and compete at... 2000 meters it's very difficult uh, but I think uh, like this winter when we spent a lot of time down there and you can acclimatize uh, well uh, then I don't think it's that big of a difference but uh, of course it takes a lot of extra time and energy and money to to go there go down there in advance to be acclimatized uh, so um, yeah it's a, it's a bit of a, of a struggle. So, um, yeah, I hope, uh, I hope uh, if we get more um, money to the Federation, we can do more uh, high altitude camps to, to be better prepared for the winter. And, and also with uh, having races in, um, 
in Norway now is really good because then uh, yeah we can compete uh, at the same altitude as we live so yeah that would be nice but uh, at the same time uh, I think the training conditions is really good in Norway uh, normally the winters are are quite good we we get the first snow quite early and we can ski normally we can ski until June uh, without problems so the snow conditions are, are really good and also we have quite quite good snow as well yeah i think also that you have a quite good company uh the last week you did uh, a great run with uh, kilian uh jonathan Albon, uh Vegard. so i think there is something special about norway as kilian and jonathan they are training there and they really love the the time uh, in in your mountains so what do you think is the biggest advantage of living and training in the mountains in norway yeah that's a good question um i think for winter i think we have really good snow conditions uh which is good um Like if you compare Norway to the Alps last winter, uh, we had a lot of snow. We could ski until June and and in the Alps, Alps it was quite poor. So I think that's quite good. Uh, also maybe with the, with the lower altitude, we, you could go a bit faster in the training. Uh, that might be, a, it might be a factor, but yeah, especially the snow conditions is, is something I really like. And also, I think that your mountains are more for climbing because they are, let's say, steep. Yeah, the, the, the ridges are very nice there. So for races like Pieramenta or these pure ones, maybe that's also one big advantage that you are kind of mountaineer. <laughs> And Alpine. Yeah, I think uh, in some parts of Norway, like Rumstal or, or Lofoten or Sundmøre, it's... Uh, quite uh, quite uh, yeah lower mountains with uh, really nice ridges and and climbing and scrambling opportunities uh, you don't have to go like 4000 meters above sea level to get get to a good ridge so i guess it's easy to be to become uh, comfortable and and good in in those environments as well and yeah for piamenta and some of the individual races it's it's good training In the beginning of this episode, uh, when speaking about you in, in the intro, I mentioned that the next World Cup uh, has seven stops and six uh, sprints. And the next World Cup winner has to be a versatile racer with sufficient sprint skills. Uh, and you as one of the best sprinters, uh, I think it's an advantage yeah, for you uh, when going to season. Uh, you are considered as top five sprinter or top three, let's say. So uh, is this something you have in your mind before this season that maybe there is a big chance to go higher than uh, than the last uh, time in overall rankings? Yeah, I, I hope so. Uh, I'm not sure this winter that I will do all the World Cup races. Uh, since focusing on Tromsø, I might skip one race uh, or something but if the season starts well and yeah i'm in the fight for a good good overall position i will of course do all the races so uh, yeah for me the sprints have been really good the last year and yeah hopefully i can 
become even better also in the individual and vertical races and then yeah would be really nice to to fight for some some really good overall uh, positions like sprint uh, is your best and strongest discipline but uh, is it your favorite uh, discipline or is it something different maybe team race because i think you really enjoyed uh, team races uh, i spoke with you at piramenta and you loved uh, racing with uh, filippo beccari one of legends so tell me more about also team races and also your favorite discipline yeah i enjoy sprint races of course it's uh it's really hard and it's uh yeah uh tight duels with other races but i think for me the what got me into the sport was the more yeah individual races like technical uh, races and i really like also in training to do uh yeah to go in the mountains uh climb some ridges, uh, some steep skiing, skiing powder. So for me, I think the races I most enjoy is, is uh, indiv- technical individual races or, or team races like, like Piamenta. That's, that's races that I yeah, really enjoy and, and really wants to get, get better at as well. I bet that you saw the full calendar of World Cups and also we know the dates of uh, yeah, Transcavallo, Piramenta, Trofeo Mezzalama and this and other big races. So do you have any plans for winter yet? Uh, yeah, you, you spoke about the World Cups that maybe you will skip something, but what about the Grand Course races? So are you targeting one in this winter? Uh, I haven't planned any gun course races yet uh, i will do at least uh, the world cups before christmas uh, and then we will see uh, after christmas uh, hopefully i will will do at least one grand course races if uh, if the shape is good and it fits in the calendar so yeah uh, i really hope to to be able to do one uh, maybe Piramenta as as I really enjoyed it last winter, but it would also be be nice to do uh, a new race. So yeah, we will see. And maybe maybe Metsalama, uh, if I'm not too tired after the World Cup in Tromsø. So yeah, we will see. Maybe Adamelo is it's going to be World Championship in long distance team race. So maybe with Vegard or I don't know. Uh with with uh into this <laughs> yeah that would be be really nice so i haven't done uh, adamello yet so yeah would be would be nice to do it do it uh you are coming from backcountry skiing and you are racing in schemo for let's say four or five years more or less uh, so do you consider yourself as a good skier in downhills or or how is it in in this aspect yeah i would say i'm quite quite good uh i think the downhill skiing was uh probably the part that was quite quite easy easy for me from the beginning uh so yeah i i think the downhill skiing is is quite good i I of course try to improve it for for each season and and i also notice uh as you get higher on the results uh, in the individual races also uh, yeah the 
the downhill skiing gets more difficult uh, as the top athletes they are everybody is really good downhill skiers so yeah i try to improve it and uh, and i also enjoy downhill skiing a lot uh, i usually take one or two days in the ski resorts each season to just yeah go go several hours just practicing downhill skiing so i think i'll do that also this this season how how does your training look like uh let's say before the season uh the the guys from italy and uh, france swiss and the others from europe they are going to glaciers let's say maybe later this month they will start to go to training camps and what about you I think uh, in uh, two weeks uh, we will have a training camp uh, on the, on a glacier in Norway. Uh, so then, hopefully, if they if they have some snow, we will uh, be able to go skiing there. I think it's uh, yeah uh, a loop of three or four hundred meters uh, you can go go on. So um, that will be the first uh, time on the skis this winter. Uh, And then we will go to uh, France, I think, uh, in November uh, before the first uh, World Cup season. We will stay there for three weeks. Uh, so hopefully, uh, if the snow conditions are good, we will uh, do a lot of good training on, on the skis there. I think that uh, you don't have any problems with uh, short loops uh, as you did uh, during <laughs> Corona crazy adventure. Uh, like. Everesting inside, is it in in uh, one of your? Uh, what's it? Is is it some uh, ski center or or is it in some or something different? Is it all yeah, only about uh, skiing? It's an uh, inside skiing uh, hall kind of. It's yeah. just outside of Oslo, so it's uh, quite far from like the big mountains. So. Uh, a few yeah i think it's two years ago they had uh, like a, a schemo a schemo week there uh, where they invited people to to come and go up uh, the slopes as well as uh, going down so then they invited us to to do everything challenge uh, which we of course <laughs> said yes to so uh, it's uh, yeah quite quite boring but it was uh it was a really nice challenge and yeah fun fun uh, to do it how many loops you did and how the elevation of one loop was uh, around 80 meters or 100 or it was more uh, uh, yeah it was eight, 80 meters so i yeah. think we did uh, more than 100 laps uh, up and wow. down <laughs> And also the we did a lot of changes putting on and taking off the skins. So uh, I think we used uh, in total a, f a few hours just putting on and off the skins. So uh, we got, we got some good good training on that as well. So maybe that's why you are such a good sprinter <laughs> because <laughs> yeah <laughs> because of exactly. resting and how many pairs of skins you used because. <laughs> Uh, I think um, I think we had like one pair uh, who was yeah had had good glue and that we could use for for many many laps. Uh, but yeah, we had a lot of skins so we can we could change between and 
and also we had like uh, in the bottom of the hill we had a, a small table with drinks and food so yeah you could basically eat for for each loop and and each loop only took like yeah between three and five minutes uh, i think so it was quite easy to get the, uh, yeah the eating uh, eating right well, let's talk a bit about your training uh, uh, do you like uh, long sessions or intensity more you are sprinter so i would say intensity is okay for you <laughs> yeah it's okay but uh, normally i don't train uh, very specific for the sprint races uh, i do mostly longer threshold sessions uh, especially in summer and then in the autumn and and as the season gets closer i do more shorter and harder uh, intervals as well uh, and then i try to do yeah at least one longer session each week uh, four or five hours with uh, a lot of um, uh, meters uh, to be yeah prepared for the individuals and the longer seasons so um yeah i guess it's quite not a very um not a very uh, like uh, advanced training plan but yeah so a few intervals uh, each each week and a longer session and and in the autumn i also do one session with uh, it's like a sp speed or power session with short uh, very fast uh, sprints like 10-15 seconds to to be prepared for the sprint races as well about the intensity uh, when you are let's say in a race mode like last winter or this coming winter it's going to be race after race uh, are you using the races as kind of uh, intensity and during the week you are trying to relax and uh, yeah to do some volume a bit yeah uh when it's races every weekend it's uh yeah mostly just uh easy training uh, in the week between uh maybe if if i'm like building up to a good shape uh, i i train a lot and then i do the race and then i i have some intervals in the week as well but if it's uh if it's uh many weekends in a row with the workup races it's yeah just easy training and and try to recover uh, the best as possible between the races i think we can uh, look back to your last season because it was a really nice one you had uh, many many uh, great results uh, i think uh, the very first world cup in ponte di legno in december with second place uh, it started uh, in sprint uh, it started the season on such a high note uh, then you finished seventh uh, in Morjan uh, you were third in uh, Valtellina also the sprint race uh, yeah then I think uh, a bit of a bit of uh, disappointment for you in Spain at the European Championships or what was the let's say problem there because you finished 18th in sprint race uh, and then you didn't finish the individual race so maybe uh, you can you can start with this uh, what was behind let's say not failure but maybe uh, you expected uh, something more here in Spain 
Yeah, I think the the races in Spain was wasn't the the best races last season. Uh, I think I had really good shape in the races before uh, this event, so I think my my shape was uh, was on the way down, uh, and also coming to a bit higher altitude uh, might have uh, yeah been been a fact as well. So uh, yeah. I think the shape was was wasn't the best, and also a bit tired mentally after uh, yeah several weeks uh, traveling and and competing a lot. So yeah, I guess I guess that was the reason. Uh, and then after I got home, I could I could train more, uh, put on some volume uh, on the training again, and yeah, have a bit better shape uh, for the rest of the season. So, so this season I will probably uh, change it a little bit so, so that I can have uh, a good shape uh, in the World Championship, for example, if it's a lot of races uh, in the weeks before as well. So uh, what was your best race of the last season? I, I think that maybe it's uh, is the sprinter is in Valtellina or or the one in uh, in Ponte di Legno it seems like uh, that you you are in a good shape in Italy <laughs> yeah i think uh, the sprint race in in uh, Ponte di Legno was really good uh, it was the first race of the season i was quite ex- excited uh, the season before uh, hadn't been the best so i didn't quite know to uh, know what to expect so so getting to the podium in the first race was was really nice and gave me a lot of confidence for the rest of the season um, but of course the weekend in Valtellina was was really good my shape was was very good uh, but i think almost the race that i was most satisfied with was the individual race in in Morgin as it was a really nice really nice course uh, very technical uh, um, and and it was by far my best individual uh, in my career so uh, i was really happy with uh, with that race as well yeah i think also it was one of the best individuals in terms of scenery and uh, the surrounding also the downhills yeah the, the snow wasn't there <laughs> but i think the downhills were pretty tough yeah all, all during the race and uh the next season we will go back to morjan uh with also vertical race so yeah maybe maybe you will uh jump up higher also here uh, it seems that yeah you you loved uh, the race in in morjan uh but uh I think that the biggest topic uh, in schema right now is uh, the Olympics. Like uh, we all know now that it changed a bit in program that it's going to be just sprint and the relay race, which is a pity. Uh, but uh, how do you see it? Uh, do you see it only in negative way or are you trying to, to take some positives from it? I know that you are sprinter and the relay is a longer sprint, but Yeah, uh, what's your uh, attitude on, on these changes and Olympics uh, and schema? Uh, of course, I, I think it's a big shame that like the, the main uh, discipline is, is not in the Olympics. Um, 
but at the same time it's especially for the sport in Norway it's it's very important with the Olympics uh, it can really help help the sport uh, grow here so so yeah I think it's for Norway it's really good uh, but of course uh, for the sport like in total it's it's a shame and I guess for a lot of athletes it's not not longer that big of a goal uh, as, as some athletes are really good in the sprint race some are very good in the individual races so uh, yeah it's a shame but but hopefully uh, in 2030 it's it's uh, on the program so I guess we have to hope hope for that. And uh, what does it mean for you personally, like the Olympics? Uh, is it your biggest goal, let's say, in the upcoming five, six years? Yeah. Uh, or or is it just one step uh, in your journey of of uh, athlete? I would say, uh, like right now, it's like the long term goal uh, to be able to compete there. Uh, Olympics is, I would say, like. It's the biggest sports event uh, you could uh, attend to. So, uh, yeah, it's it's the biggest goal at the moment. And uh, I really hope to to be able to compete there, even though it it will be really hard since it's not many athletes who can go there. And yeah, but uh, yeah, hopefully, hopefully I can attend the Olympics. So uh, I will at least train really hard for it. I think we can speak a bit uh, about uh, Skimo gear and some parts of, of Skimo gear. Uh, tell me, what's your favorite part of your Skimo equipment and uh, how are you taking care of it? <laughs> yeah, I guess I guess I would have to say the skis. Uh, yeah. Uh, not like coming from cross-country skiing you're used to wax your skis really often but uh, i can't say that i wax my my ski ski mountaineering skis that much but uh yeah i try to uh to wax the competition skis quite often uh and prepare them well for each competition um but also yeah i'm kind of um kind of a equipment geek so i like like all the parts of the uh, equipment aspect i like i like a lot like to fix on on backpacks and different uh, different gear to to make it uh, as good as possible is is something i really enjoy and uh, how many pairs of skis do you need for one season i think uh, you can manage with let's say three pairs if you have a ski trap they have the the sprint skis so so one for sprint and vertical races and then if you have one one pair for uh, one pair for competitions and then one pair for training it's it's enough and if you don't use sprints sprint skis it's probably okay with only two two pairs and that's also something i think is is really nice compared to cross country skiing because then you need like a lot of, of pairs you need uh, I think if you want to, to compete on the highest level you probably need 
five or ten pairs of skis for each uh, discipline like so between 10 and 20 pairs of skis for in, or in total so i think that's a good good uh, thing with skimo yeah uh i think that we are running out of questions so, so i have two or three uh, last questions on you uh if i ask you to take me to your favorite place uh, in the mountains uh where would you take me <laughs> <laughs> yeah of course it would have to have to be norway um and i would say quite close to my to my home uh somewhere around the the Sognefjell. uh uh there we can go for some nice uh nice uh yeah running or hiking uh along the fjords uh so it has really good views and yeah it's really really nice there uh, otherwise it's also really beautiful in in lufoten uh with the ocean view nice uh, nice ridges and, and beautiful summits so uh, yeah also also maybe there uh, what does uh, mountaineering uh, means to you? I think it's a big part of, of my life now. Uh, it's something I, I really, really enjoy. It's, it's, not, uh, it's not all about training uh, when you go in the mountains. It's more, more about uh, just enjoying and uh, yeah, live your life at the moment. So yeah, something I really enjoy. Uh, and maybe the last one, uh, the hardest one, I think. Also, the other athletes uh, uh, said that yeah, it's it's very tough to say right now. But uh, where do you see yourself in ten or fifteen years? <laughs> wow. <laughs> uh, probably not competing anymore. At least not in in uh, fifteen years. Uh, but I hope I hope I'm still doing schemo, uh, maybe doing some national competitions uh, now and then. Uh, so yeah, uh, hope I'm doing schemo, uh, being out in the mountains, spending a lot of, of time there. I guess that's the that's the goal at least goal at least. Yeah, perfect. So. Yeah, it was very nice talk with you. Uh, I really enjoyed the time. Uh, thanks again for finding the time to to do this. And uh, yeah, the World Cup is in two months, so we will see each other very soon. Uh, good luck to your preparations, and uh, I wish you all the best and especially health because this is the most important one. <laughs> yeah, thank you. It was a pleasure to uh, to talk to you, and yeah, see you in a couple of months. <laughs>